This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right there that is! In the left field, hit number 3,000, a run is scored! Smith, courts one into right down the line, it may go! Welcome to the Monday morning edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast. Jim is on the DL today, so you get me, Josh Potter. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We just went through this whole thing. I was going to say good morning, Cardinal Nation. You're like, well, by the time we release it, it's two or three, and you go Monday morning edition. Yeah, you wanted to give that the old Robin Williams, good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, but is it morning or is it afternoon? Well, no. Make up your mind, bro. I said the morning... Monday morning edition of Two Birds All on right. a Bat. All come right. on now, come on now. Hey, we're coming to you from the uh, patio studios. Brought How about to you. the Monday edition? <laughs> Monday, Monday morning. Well, hey. who's, who's that guy on the line? Hey, that's Benji Molina, great M4Bayati.com hotline. What's going on, BMO? What's going on, guys? It should be the the Monday night edition, right? Is that what they, they're called? I mean, I don't know how Jimbo does it, guys. I mean, seriously, <laughs> to say all those things. I think he goes to sleep saying that to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can I can definitely see him doing that. Josh, you want to roll through some of this stuff? We yeah, got what? We're in I was the patio studio. Yeah, patio studio brought to you by the Innovative Companies. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. And yes, I did go through the podcast, one of the earlier podcasts, and I sat there and I jotted down what Jim says. Hey, we have residential, we have commercial and industrial. It doesn't matter, they got you covered. They got pl- the plumbing team up and running, heating and cooling, the electric team, and of course, the construction team. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. In the studio with me, Steve-O. We got- I need to be sponsored by somebody, I think. You're wearing their shirt. Oh, USA Mortgage. Yeah, I could be sponsored by USA Mortgage. But, I mean, Benji's sponsored. We got the studio. I, I, I might have to throw my hat in the ring here for hey, a sponsorship. I'm, I'm sponsored with no pay, buddy. How is that working? Man, I've never seen so a guy walk around with so much M4 gear. Every time he's on Instagram hey, or Facebook, it's a different M4 hat. It's some sort of Molina shirt. Oh, it's not even open to the public either. You can't buy that stuff online. It's custom made for Benji Molina. No, hey, you know what, guys? It's funny. It's uh, Yadi sees me all the time, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I got some hats, I got some shirts, I got some these." I'm like, "Oh man, uh, you know." So I have to wear. It. I think he's telling me, without telling me, that I have to wear that. You know what I'm saying? Well, he so needs it. He, he needs, needs to, to tell say, us. You got work. Hey, hey, Benji, I yeah, got something for to, you. I'm gonna try to hook you guys up. All right. 
So, so I did something different. So on, on the phone yesterday afternoon pops up the old Instagram. Yachty's going live on Instagram, right? Yep. So I go ahead and log yep, yep. in and just watch it. And he's jamming out and everything. So I decided to do something, BMO, because he won't answer anything in our little chat group here. So I sent him a little yep. message. I said, bro, where's my bottle of Blue Label? He still hasn't paid up that thing. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to send him a message, man. That the 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 football draft is coming up, and I'm sure he's gonna want a favor out of me. And I'm gonna hold this blue label over him. I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him next time I see him. I'm gonna say, hey, man, listen, the football season's coming. You know the fantasy and all that. Uh, so you gotta you gotta pay up, man. Steve's waiting, so he'll he'll get in it. He'll get in it, and he'll he'll answer more and. Things like that, but he he has so many things. I saw him on the phone, man. He's crazy. He has so many chats. I was like, "How do you do that, man? How do you do that many chats?" That was I got nuts. two of them, like going crazy. You're gonna have to tell me this story yeah, sometime yeah. off the air because I don't I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yadi owes you a blue label. Well, it was a, a so oh. we weren't at fantasy football league. Yeah, and um. He sent me over some trade, and, and then he sweetened the deal with, hey, make this, because he wanted to win. He goes, make this, and I'll get you a bottle of Blue Label, too. Well, heck, yeah, let's do this. That was a done deal. But he does, he's bad pay right now, man. He's he's bad pay. He's on the. Uh, I'm going to report him to, like, the credit reporting agencies. Hey, he's a little busy batting two-hole for the St. Louis Cardinals and putting on a show. So It is nice what's going on. Yeah, I, I – th- and I'll tell you what, I wasn't expecting it. To, I mean, yeah, he's a great hitter. He's a great player. He's a great human. But batting two-hole, you just don't see that. And I didn't see it at first, and now I love it. I can't. Benji, what do you think about Yachty batting two-hole? I like him in fifth, you know, hitting after the fourth guy because he gets the RBIs and stuff. But the second, he doesn't do a bad job at all in second, uh, hitting second because the way he hits. Remember, I don't know, you're too young, Josh, but for me, Steve-O, the second hole hitter, uh, second batter, it's, it's a guy who hits the ball behind the runner. It's a guy who can hit a hit and run. It's a guy who does all kinds of stuff with the bat, and he can control the bat, doesn't strike out much. That's the second uh, Yeah, that's how I was taught growing up. That's, yeah. yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so that's, that's why, for me, he's great there. I mean, he adapted good. I mean, he I don't know if he likes it or not. I know he likes fifth, but I don't know if he likes it or not. But this lineup, I like it, man. I mean, Fowler was the only one that I was kind of concerned because of the way he was playing this year, the way he was struggling. But uh, but now that he's gone and and you see all the other guys doing it, man, I mean, that lineup is good. I like Jose Martinez in the lineup. I don't like him out. It, it's kind of unfair, and I really don't like it. Um and when I see most Alec, I'm going to tell him straight up to his face and say, what are you guys doing with this kid? Because this kid is, uh, is unreal. He can hit. He can give you RBIs. And he might be a, um, he might be a liability on the defense. He might not be the best defender ever. But, but look around. Look around. There's guys out of position in every single team. Every team has a guy that has never played the other day, Mookie Betts, I think, played second base. The other day, uh, if I remember right, Swarbrick was the last fielder of the Cubs. If I remember right, 
you know how we call Swarber the adventure because every time the fly ball goes out, there's an adventure. That's how we call Swarber. And then uh, Ben Sobris, a right fielder, I mean, he does a good job. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying that there's always guys out of position. Why are, the, are these guys so afraid of playing Martinez at first? Yes, he doesn't get the bad throws. That's all right. But, I mean, I'd rather have him there and have him two hits and one RBI every single freaking day, man. Well, the only thing. RBI. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, and the only thing I can say is, is and I give Jose, I mean, whether he's starting, whether he's coming off the bench, and I, I want to say that's, I mean, I don't know what, what they see, uh, like, more president as, like, their, you know, uh, late-inning bat off the bench because he's been phenomenal at that. He's been phenomenal with runners in scoring position, and he's been phenomenal with two outs, hitting with two outs. So I don't know if they deem that over, you know, his defense, and that's why they're benching him more and having him come into the game later in the game. That way they can have better defense early on and then later. I, either, either way, though, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, I get your point about, you know, hitting like that, but that, that's what you do a guy when he's not hitting, when he only hits in the late innings or pinch hit. He's a good pinch hitter. I mean, that's what you do. But but when these guys giving you four at-bats every day, and he almost every day he has two hits, he's hitting 298. And for the last time I saw, it was more than 400 at-bats. So, I mean, you think about it. Four... 350 to 400 at bats, and this kid is hitting you 298. And he has, he leads the club for heaven's sake. You know how Carp got hot? Yep. Carp got hot, and he still got 60 RBIs. And this guy got hot from the get go, and he got 60, 60 something RBIs leading the club and, and, and hitting 298, and you're going to bench him because of what? And then you play Wong. That Wong's hitting, I mean, I love Wong. I want him to hit, don't get me wrong. But you play Wong at second base with 224 batting average, and he was worse than that. He's just getting pick, picking it up right now lately. But then you play him and you play Fowler. That's what I don't, I think it's really unfair for that kid. I really, and I, I don't know if people remember this, but I, I told you guys, I said, the only thing that would get me mad is, is that if they do something unfair to this kid. And they did it. They bench him out. I don't know why. But, I mean, seriously, it's really unfair for that kid. But anyways, now hopefully they don't do that anymore and, and they go with him the rest of the way, man. We need him. Yeah, you definitely need him. I mean, I mean that bat plays. We, we know that. I mean, he's got, like I said, right at 300 average. 63 RBIs, so obviously the guy, when people are on base, he's swinging it, bringing them, driving them in. Um, that's what I don't get. I mean, we're at the point now where I think you could really see the separation in some of these guys. Um, we obviously don't have uh, the pitching staff that's going to go out there and, and, and hold guys to one run, okay, teams to one run. So you're going to have to Not score. Not many of them. So our offense has to play. And when you now have taken your top two hitters, Martinez and Munoz, and basically put them on the bench as role players, it's a little frustrating. Now, can you argue with winning seven out of the last ten? No. But at the end of the day, I think those two bats got to play. I mean, Munoz has got to play. Martinez has got to play. you got to find positions for them. you got to get that bat in the lineup every day. Yeah, and that's seven yeah. out of ten against three teams that are going to are in the hunt. 
you know, we got Pittsburgh, two out of three, Colorado, three out of four, and Chicago, the Cubs, two out of three. I mean, this team is essentially turning it around. You got to look at this bullpen and and think, you know, in that those last ten games, I looked it up, and they have the best batting average against 177 in the last ten games against, again, three teams that are in the hunt. They have three pretty good offenses, you know, Colorado, the Cubs, Pittsburgh, the, and now they're starting to score runs a little bit, and it, it's it's becoming a team that that is. Fun to watch. They are making baseball fun again. Well, and, and that's yeah, because they're young. Go ahead, be my. They're, they're young. No, I was going to say, uh, Steve, that they're young and they're electric. Man, they like to play. They go out there and hustle. You know, even though Wong is not playing, uh, hitting well, he's still going out there and playing great defense. He's running the bases hard. I mean, this team is pretty exciting. And I, let me tell you this: Chilts, it's finding a way. To win. Remember, this guy, Chilt, is not here to please anybody. He's here to win. He's managing to win, and that makes a difference. Uh, just think about those those words, because a lot of managers are, are managers to please a player, you know, and whatever you want. But, dude, this guy is managing to win. And I've been watching a couple of times. I would have done some things different. I mean, I know that, but. But who doesn't, right? Who doesn't as a manager? You're going to have those things. But anyway, these guys, Chills, man, I like how he managed. He's not afraid of things. He asks questions. He's always asking Okendo. He's always asking his coaches. And and, and uh, at times we see him talking to Yadi about pitching, which is I would take advantage of it if I were him because uh, because I knowing Yadi, how much he knows about the game and pitching, shoot, man, I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take his opinion. So, He's doing a great job, man, and and these guys they're gonna they're gonna fight, man. They're gonna fight to the end, and hopefully we can pull something out of, out of this one. But the bullpen needs to to uh, stay hot. The bullpen needs, and you know what I like about Shields that I didn't like about Mike. He's giving the young the young guys the opportunity of pitching and winning games. Mike Myers, when was the last time you saw him pitching and winning games? Never. Never, ever since I've been doing these games and I see I see uh, uh, Mike Myers, he always comes with the game uh, out of hand or either way. I mean, he's never pitched in the winning situations. And I always ask Yadi, like, man, this kid can pitch, man. Give him a shot, you know. Tell them to give him a shot of when pitch when they're winning uh, or down one or something. See what he can do. And same with Tui, you know. Now he got traded, but. Same with Tui. Give him a shot and see what if, if these guys can do these things for you. And look at how good he's doing. I mean, these guys, they're winners, man. The Mike Myers in the minor leagues was, was, was legit. Ponce de Leon, all these guys, Hudson, all these guys in Gantt, too. All these guys in minor leagues, they were legit, man. So give him a shot. Or maybe maybe we can find a boop and uh, help in the, in the Memphis Mafia instead of looking for somebody on the outside, right? And that's that's exactly what I've been preaching. I'm so I'm so glad you brought it because you must have read my mind. But that's what I've been preaching is these young guys. They know how to win. They're hungry. They they you saw Bader from the beginning of the season. He he wanted to win and he wants to be out there. He wants to you know what. And really, it seems like whatever role that he has, whether it's off the bench, whether it's pinch run, pinch hit, whatever it is, he gives 110 percent at everything, and it's phenomenal to see him. Tyler O'Neill. 
um, the pitchers, Ponce and uh, Hudson and Gomber, and they're they're all hungry and they all know how to win. From and I get it, doing it in AAA, it doesn't always you know uh, transfer over to the big leagues, but they know how to win. They've done it in Memphis, and and now they're doing it underneath a, a new manager who, but frankly, that, is very hey, aggressive, yeah. and I love it. There you go. That part of it, of of winning, um, you can get it because it's mental. It's a mental state. It's a mental thinking. You know, it's a thinking process that you have in your head about winning. You can have it and, and you can transfer it to the big leagues. The problem is when we're talking about hitting or pitching in the big leagues, that's a different story. That that sometimes doesn't translate to to being a good um, pitcher out, out of out of AAA, but but the mental part of it, these guys are winners, and it doesn't matter where they are. You can put them right now. You can go to to Iraq and put them in a new league over there, and they'll be winners because they have that mentality. They don't care, man. You know what I'm saying? So it might help. You know, bring those guys up, let them pitch, let them do a thing, and hey, who knows, man? Maybe maybe these guys are the answer that we're looking for, man. Yeah, and I and I I'm. I full-heartedly believe that, and I am I am extremely excited to see this, this team the rest of the season. Um, one thing I do want to mention is, can what is the chances of Fam and Fowler both fracturing their foot two days after, three days after the trade deadline? They're out. I think Fam's out two to four weeks. I mean, what's what's what is the chances of that? We're not. We're, I I don't even know how to start explaining that one. I mean, seriously, I don't know. I I cannot tell you this is why because it's not true. I I don't know how the heck that happens, man. I mean, that's crazy. So we're um, all excited for. Fam, Go ahead. But Fam is gonna be good. Don't worry about it. Fam Fam is gonna come back from that. And let me tell you this: Tommy Fam has a mentality, a hardcore mentality, man. He ain't gonna die. He ain't going to die. He's not going to let it die. He's going to go out there and fight it, man. And Tampa Bay is not a bad place now for him because there's not much attention out there, you know. Uh, the only thing that could hurt him, it's, uh, it's the pitching in the, in the east, you know. You know, there's a couple good pitchers there. But the, uh, the pitching in, in the central is way better than the east. So, I mean, I don't see him struggling out there. I, I mean, he got hurt in his foot. But, hey, so what? But two weeks He'll be back, and I bet you anything, he's gonna do great things out there. We 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 need to be happy for that guy because he gave he gave it all here. It just didn't work out, but he gave it all, you know. So that's why sometimes I say, man, when the light, the front light, is the one that that shines the most, you take it, man. You take that contract, you secure your life, and then you fight for it, you know. In the end, and then he decided not to take the contract and and go fight for you know for himself and. And this is what happened. But anyways, I think it's going to be good, man. I really do. I really do think Fam is going to be okay over there, and we should be happy for him, you know? Yep, and I, I agree. But uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of an issue now with Fowler on the DL and now O'Neal. Is he, it an issue or is it a is it a – I mean, what Cardinal <laughs> fan would, would come out to say well, is that's a, it's a blessing. This is where I'm going it, with it, though, because right. it was a blessing for about a day. And then O'Neal is on the bench because of a groin – and uh, ailment is what they're calling it. But, late scratch. Late, late scratch. Yeah. So, and I'm listening to the Bernie uh, well, Miklas well, show on the way in, and and he's saying how it's 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 from working out. And if he's working out too much, and if the Cardinals need to do something about it, and blah, blah, blah. And Benji, 
Do, Josh, don't don't believe don't believe everything they say, please. They uh, say uh, that or but nobody knows what the heck happened, right? Nobody we don't know. We don't know what, what happened. But anyways, Josh, he this kid is being hurt many times, right, with us. Has he been hurt? Uh O'Neal? Yeah, like hamstrings and, and things yeah, like that. Got, Every time he comes up. Yeah. He Benji, that's why I subscribe to you can't pull fat. You know, I decided to stop working out and just keep eating Adam's Smokehouse. And the bigger I get, <laughs> I, don't have to worry about, world, buddy. I, don't, I don't have to worry about pulled muscles because I, I've never yeah. had my fat hurt. Let me tell you this, Steve-O. I, I never worry about my oblique. <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of those obliques well covered, years buddy. ago. My, my oblique is well covered, buddy. There's nothing reaching out the oblique. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. So, no, yeah, I mean, this guy's a a big muscle, one big muscle, and let's hope uh, he can get back and healthy. But, you know, what what turned into, you know, a couple weeks ago where we had a, you know, just a log jam in the outfield, now all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like, oh, a little thin maybe. A little thin with Munoz and uh, maybe maybe Jose get – Maybe that opens up chances for Jose to get in the actual lineup to start a game. I don't know. But it, that's the only – I just don't understand why they don't start him, that's all. I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you start this guy? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I know the defense, but once again, guys, there, if you look out every single team in the big leagues, there's two – at least two guys out of position in every team, and they're playing, and they have no problem putting them out there because they're offensive. Gutter. Look at – the MVP of the American League for me is Ramirez, right? Jose Ramirez. Yes. And yep. he has no position. He plays first. He plays second. They put him at, at third base. They put him at DH. I mean, he has no position because obviously the defense might not be that good, I guess. I don't know. I haven't followed him that much. But, but anyways, dude, and he plays out of position. That's the MVP of the freaking league right now. Come on, man. I mean, you can't do that to that kid. That kid has bottle. And he's not going to say it because he's he's so nice. He's like, oh, no, man, I'm here. I'm going to play. I don't have any beef with anybody. Whenever they put me in, uh, I'm going to play. I don't care if it's a pinch hitter. I don't care if it's from the bench. And I'm sitting here in my, in my house when I listen to him talk and say that. I'm here, no, 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 no. You don't say that stuff. You keep it quiet, and you're like, hell no. Inside of you, I mean, you don't want to create any, any trouble for yourself, but in your head, you're like, hell no, I want to play, man. I, look at what I've done, 20 doubles, 13 homers, 63 RBIs. Come on, man, 105 games I give you, my heart out there, and just because I can catch the bat throws in the dirt, you're going to sit me down? Come on, man, are you kidding me? I mean, I, I feel for these kids, and I told you guys before, I said, man, I hope they don't do this this kid wrong and they they've been doing it lately but but they've been doing it and they i mean good results have come out so i don't know i just i just feel bad for the kid man that's all yeah I, i'm i'm with you but i'm glad you brought up mvp you know talk because we may have one on our hands if, if the cardinals can get things rolling and things continue as they are carpenter might win the mvp of the nl but before we uh get into that real quick i got i know jimbo needs me to go through some house what house cleaning is that what they housekeeping what, yeah housekeeping there you go there you go so 
Real quick, we got twobirdsonabat.com. That's our website. You can su- subscribe to the podcast. It's completely free. You can do your Amazon shopping there as well. There's a little banner on the right-hand side in the bottom. Uh, it's it, What it does is help us with referral fees and paying our producers. Uh, follow us on social media, at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter, and then Facebook. Simply search Two Birds on a Bat. We're actually doing a drawing for the winner uh, for the contest on Thursday, so make sure you take a picture or screenshot of the community section on the page and send it in to us. Um, Oh, we are also uh, we also love seeing everyone's pictures of fans going to Adam's Smokehouse, the best barbecue in town, possibly even the state. Because I lived in Texas for about five years, and I haven't had brisket that good since maybe even then. And they they do a phenomenal job out there. We just had Adam's what two weeks ago now, and it still good, still phenomenal. Um, after or before, whatever you prefer. Arlington Greens golf course out there and what, Granite City? Yeah. Granite City. Oh, yeah. Mark Marcuso out there. Go tell him that uh, Two Birds on the Bat sent you and enjoy a nice 18-hole round of golf. Our newest sponsor, Gators Baseball Academy, Academy, formerly known as the Missouri Gators, a select baseball organization molding young minds to not only be respectable on the field but off the field as well. Joe and Chris, I've actually met them personally. I'm uh, working on a position with them to be their 16U coach. Um, they are stand-up guys. Go over there, give them a talk if you want you know, your son to go play baseball and, and really grow as a human. It, 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 he, they are stand-up guys over there, so go ahead and uh, give them a call. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Steve-O, anything? I miss one? No, I think you got them all. And Randy. Yeah, I touched on that at the beginning. Innovative companies with Randy Green and Stephanie Green. Um, Yeah, just again, innovativecompanies.com. You know what we should do? We should just have Jimbo have this, like, the read. Recorded. And just record it. And just plug it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, there's sometimes he goes through, like, ten minutes of reads. I know. I know. We just have it recorded. We're going to work on that. I guess that's a hint that I just need You to, butchered that, yeah, man. We apologize. I'm sure there's I some know. sort of refund coming God back. Um, but crazy. Get into your get into your little NL uh whatever. MVP yeah. talk. Let's let's debate this MVP. a little bit. He hit his ho- what 29th home 29th. run yesterday? Yep. That is tied for first. I just looked it up. He's so he's tied for first in home runs. He's tied for fourth in runs. And he's first and I know you guys aren't analytical. I like to look it up, and I like to bring it up because I know fans do like the analytical stage of where baseball is going. He is first in weighted runs created plus in the whole NL. Holy crap. Oh. What is that one? What is it? Uh, WRC something With plus? a plus sign. Oh, my yes. gosh. I, yes. Yes. Sometimes Very I feel like I'm back in statistic. Yeah, stats class or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's weighted, so that that means you know it's true. Yeah. Hey, make sure when you guys are gonna have the show about analytics, tell me in advance so I can make sure I have something to do, so I can do the show. You don't want to listen and learn. Learn? What are you talking about? <laughs> learn, buddy. What are you talking about? Learn. You learn by watching the damn game, and they'll tell you. You know, I was thinking oh, about something on the drive over, Bimo. When was the last time you saw somebody call a pitch out? 
in Major League game? They don't. They don't run anymore. They don't run. How many? How many pitch outs did you call in your career? You think? A bunch. I called. Wow. Uh, oh, I. I got to start thinking about that one. But a bunch because Sosha knew that they were gonna. At, at the time we played, everybody loved the hit and run. Everybody loved uh, the steal. It was a big deal when I. Uh, I play against uh, Ricky Henderson his last couple of years, and and he was thinking about stealing. He wasn't thinking about no freaking staying on base. I mean, obviously we're talking about a freaking Hall of Famer. I mean, I'm, I know that, but but I'm, I'm just saying, like uh, at that time, man. Right now it's different. Right now everybody sits down on the bag waiting for the double or waiting for the the launch angle home runs and and all that stuff. You know, that's what they sit down. I mean, the game is getting so. Not not boring. I don't want to say boring because the game never gets boring. But but in in certain areas, you you get into a spot of the game and you're like, oh man, I know where this is going. I mean, I don't I don't like it, but da da da, you know, and things like that. But it, it's not the same game at all. But hey, man, this is the game these days. This is the game we have. We have to just enjoy, I guess, man. That's the only way I can put it, right? Right, and I think that's you know leading into a little bit of uh, the new Mike manager, Schilt out there that he you know all of a sudden you got players running, you got guys moving, uh, you got some advancing of the baseball. So um, I think that's what you allude to, Josh, when you're saying this is a fun team to watch again. You know, even your young generation, all of a sudden you see guys moving, you see the excitement, the energy, and it's fun again. What's not fun? is a walk and let's wait for a, a launch angle home run and not move. There's no movement. If you're talking about fans, I get it. Chicks dig the long ball. But people like motion, okay? People like movement. That's why football and basketball and hockey are now a lot more fun activities to watch as opposed to baseball because there's no movement in baseball anymore. It's a guy batting, a pitcher throwing, and then we're waiting for a home run. Yes, so, and when you and, and people, when you see guys like Javi Baez, when you see Lindor, when you see guys like him, like guys that go out and get on base and steal a bass and steal home plate, that's why everybody's like, whoa, that's exciting. Well, guess what, buddy? That's how it was before. You guys are missing it right now, the young guys. Because you didn't get to see that old school baseball. That's what old school baseball is. Javi Baez, Lindor, I can name you Jose Altuve. When he gets on base, he doesn't he doesn't want to sit at first. He wants to go. He wants to get to second. He wants to get to third. That's what he wants. That's exciting, man. That's real ball, man, for me. I mean, talking about stealing and I, I only have one career still on base, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, but, but but that's part of the game. It's part of the game, you know, like you go you go out there, and I'm sitting down with my field cheesesteak that we have, man, which it was good. We got to go back to that. Yeah. But in, in this stadium, and, and then you watch these guys, and you're like, oh, man, Vince Coleman got on base. Oh, shoot. Let me tell you what. He's going to be in second pretty soon. Well, here he goes. Oh, man, he might go to third. And then that excitement was there. Now it's like you get a, you get you even get a double, and you don't even get the guy moving to, to third because they want him to get a hit. I've seen that so many times this year. Holy crap. I'm like, dude, just get the ball. And they're pitching him away to a right-hander, right? So they're throwing sliders out there. They're throwing fastballs in the outside corner. 
And I'm like, dude, all you have to do is throw the damn bat at the ball and you'll move the guy over. That's all you have to do. With one out, men on third, we should do our job and get that guy in. But nope, you see more strikeouts, more strikeouts, more strikeouts, pop-ups, pop-ups, because they're trying to get that lunch angle in, and it doesn't work to get the guy over, I tell you what. And the lunch angle doesn't work to get the hit and run down, I tell you that. So it's kind of it's weird, man. I, I, I don't even watch baseball anymore, and uh, the full game, I'm talking like a full game. I watch here and there, and I watch the Cardinals, of course, but but I don't watch the whole game. I don't like to sit down and watch this because it gets my blood flowing, you know, because that's not the way I we used to do it, and, and I, I don't think we're going back, Steve-O and Josh. I don't think we're going back. This is going forward. The, the hit and run, the bunts and all that stuff, that, that, that's way gone. And then here comes the worst series, and you're asking Tyler O'Neill to put a bunt down when he haven't done it in, in three years. And then you're asking him to put a bunt down because we need that two guys over the third. Shoot, we need it in April. Absolutely. But we didn't do it. And, I, and you know, and I disagree, BMO. I think I think the the game is going to be cyclical. I think you're going to see things come back in vogue that uh, have fallen out of favor, oh. such as a hit and run. And I hope that is. But, I, I mean, what, I peop- so. what people don't see is that ball clubs like the Cardinals – have seen that their product on the field isn't exciting enough to keep people engaged. So what do they do? They build the Budweiser Terrace out there. Okay, they do other things. You know, you know the whole sideline show with uh, that one guy all the time to keep fans engaged throughout the game because the game is not engaging enough, and that's exactly. the, that's the real drawback. So yep. I mean. The game, I think, is going to be cyclical. I like this. I like what Mike Schilt's doing. Um, I, I like that style of baseball. But I'm on record to saying the '85 Cardinals are my favorite team. Well, the, this is what I'll but say: it's not, is the, like, it's not the manager, though, guys. It's not necessarily the manager. The manager might want to do more hit and run. The manager might want to bunt the guy over or whatever. It's the top, the office. These these old things are coming from the office. Let me tell you this real quick. Um, over in the Angels organization, the, it's, it's really difficult for me to go. I mean, I go because of Hosey. Hosey is part of the organization, and I go help him help out the catchers. But, man, it's so difficult because everything he said to me, it's like, nah, man, that's coming from the top. And I'm like, you got hitting coach. Nah, we cannot talk to the hitters. What the hell you have hitting coach for? He goes, no, nah, the hitting coach is to motivate. What? The hitting coach is to motivate. The pitching coach cannot tell a pitcher how to pitch. They motivate the pitcher to pitch. What in the hell world we live in that you're going to tell me in a minor league, you're, you're not teaching the guys, you're motivating the guys. What the hell is that? And this is a major league organization that is doing this? That is real. I mean, I got boiling, man, when he told me that. I was like, wow, that is embarrassing that a hitting coach cannot talk to the players in the the team. The hitting coach cannot say anything to the player, just motivate them. How in the world are they going to get better? I want them to know. If you're Mike Trout, you don't need any help. But if you're a guy that needs help in the A-ball, a ball area 
what the heck, my hitting coach not even talking to me. How the hell do I do that? You know what I'm saying? It's coming from the top, and it's getting scarier and scarier and scarier in baseball, bro. Well, they talked about that just recently on the radio about, you know, Mike Sosha, apparently your boy is going to step down after this season, 2018. And they talk- He's not going to step down. He's, they're gonna, they're, the contract runs out. Okay. So, so this is his last year. So it, he, he's not going anywhere unless they obviously say we're not going to sign you again. He's, he's not. I, I text with him all the time, and he told me, Bimo, I'm not going anywhere. If they tell me to go, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. This is my last year. If they don't want me, I'm, I'm out. But I'm not saying I'm stepping down. What the heck am I going to step down if I can make a couple million dollars on, and I can keep winning games and get myself into a, a Hall of Fame chance to, to you know, as a, as a coach? Why am I going to go? So I'm like, man, don't believe whatever these idiots say out there, man. Don't. Don't believe that. You know what I'm saying? Well, if if Sosha decides to retire, me and Polo decided the other night that that we're going to start running your uh, managerial campaign for the L.A. Angels. What do you Socha, feel about that? Sosha is one of the smartest. Sosha is one of the smartest managers I ever play with. I mean, seriously, it's not the smartest one. He's really smart. The problem with Sosha, obviously, is that you you have these long years and so you're going to run into a team or two teams that don't like you or they're trying to run you off because they need a new mind or whatever. They're trying to get a new mentality into a team and whatever they want to excuse for. So the thing is, Sosha is one of the smartest guys. So if he, if he doesn't sign with the Angels, I bet you it's going to be like 32, 33, 35, 40 teams out there looking for him. Maybe 100 teams will be looking for him. Because he's a smart guy. He's a nice guy. So I'm telling you, he's not worried about that. He's worried about what people are saying. You know, like he's stepping down and blah, blah, blah. And the guy from ESPN, he's stepping down. He wants to get the the first scoop, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. If he gets gets out, he doesn't come back, Josh, I mean, and Steve-O. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be, it'll be awesome, awesome for me to have an opportunity to, to manage a team, and I want to know what I can do. Of course, I want to do that. But they have their own mentality. They know where I come from. They know that I'm probably an old-school guy, and, and, and I'm, like, I'm more like Soch. I like that burn over. I like that hit-and-run guys when, when it's supposed to. I don't like the strikeout. They, they love the strikeout. Let me tell you, they love that launch angle. So... I've talked to guys here in, in, in the Angels organization, and, and they're having trouble. The coaches are having trouble with the kids because all they're being taught is launch angle, and they don't understand what the heck launch angle is. Launch angle is what King Griffey had, but King Griffey swung down and then took up. It wasn't from the get-go that he, that he did the launch angle, but nobody understands that, and they're having a big trouble. So that's the game these days, guys. I mean... I would love to have an opportunity, yeah, but uh, they want guys they can, you know, pop so, it around. So it's just been kind of dealing with a bunch of injuries on his team as of you know in the recent years. So I, I think that plays a part in if he you know resigns or whatever as well. I mean, he, you're your big advocate for obviously for him, but you know I, I see his pitching staff injury prone. 
you know, even the guys on the field. You got Pujols and I don't, I don't know what. Cozart's on the DL, I know, this year. They went out and got some guys, and they're on the DL again. So I th- I, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, whoever reported that just wanted to be the first on the thing, on the, you know, in the books, on the record. But well, you know. I took something away from that. I, I I took away that if the if the Angels just want a hitting coach and a pitching coach to be a motivator, then I might have a job. I can motivate. I might not be yeah. able to hit, but I can motivate, and I sure as hell can't pitch. But I could probably motivate some pitchers. Do you think I could sit on the bench That's and go, "Hey, come on, throw strikes"? Yeah, motivate. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. That's what I I would be good too. Motivating yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean. But but it's kind of sad to hear that because you have a product that you drafted. This is what gets in my nerves. You drafted as an organization certain guys, and you're willing to tell your freaking uh, your your guys, your coaches, to not even teach and just have them just motivate them. I mean, it doesn't make sense because you want the best for them. You want to teach them. You want to, they're so young. You want to get them when they're young, and, and no, they want studs. They want Mike Trouts in the minor leagues. That there's not many Mike Trouts in the minor leagues. They're already up in the big leagues. So there, there's guys there waiting to be taught. You know, waiting, they're waiting to they teach. You know, to somebody to teach them and talk to them, and they can't even talk to the kids because no, 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 we don't want to mess up their head. Mess up what? Mess up what? They're hitting 190, bro. They're hitting a 210. What are you going to miss more? And by the way, you did a bad job drafting because this, you drafted a guy that can hit 300 or 340 in, in rookie ball. So you did wrong, not him. The kid is okay. The kid is what he is. You messed up by drafting him and put him in rookie ball. He can't even hit 300 in rookie ball. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's where the game is going, and I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't like that. I don't... I have such a different mentality towards that, you know, and I like teaching. I like telling them. I like practicing the, the hit and run. I like practicing getting the guy over, the bunning, all that stuff. I like practicing it because it's, it's come down to that, to win rings, and this is what we should be about. Uh, if you're about 3 million fans in the stadium, all right, then you get 3 million fans, but, dude, I'm about winning rings, man. That's what I want. I want championships, man. At least the at least the National League championship. If I lose in the World Series, I, I still okay with that because we won our league at least. But dude, I'm about rings, man. I, I want to win the rings, and and it makes it so hard for for us to watch these days, you know. Yeah, but going back to the small ball, like I just wanted to you know touch on some things. It it's you you can't go into a game. And expect to, you know, that whether it's going to be a two to one game or a ten to two game, you have no idea how things are going to pan out. I mean, hell, we saw Corey Kluber for what an inning and a third, and he's one of the best damn pitchers in the AL. Like, we get to these good guys, and we can't go into the game expecting, well, okay, we we know we're going to bunt in the seventh inning, or we know we're going to hit and run in the sixth, or what whatever it is. You know, it's a game by game, and it's throughout a game situation. It's situational hitting that that. We don't. We we just have to plan but for what you, and, and what did you just adjust. Say, Josh? What did you just say? You said situational hitting. What situational hitting means? Of course, the first three innings you let the game flow. That's fine. 
but the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh inning, you can win a game there. You can win a game in the fourth inning. You can win a game in the sixth inning. You can win a game in the seventh. You don't have to win it in the ninth. So situational hitting means you go situation by situation. So in the sixth inning, if you have two men on and you have, in, in our case, we can't do it because Matt Carpenter is not going to bond. I get that because he's our guy. He's, he's our hitter. Uh, but, in, but in most teams, you, you have a guy hitting 310. He only has five homers, and he's a great stealer. Why cannot? Why can you bunt for base hit and move those guys over trying to get a base hit, and you get a sack, a sack bunt? You don't even you you won't even uh, be credited with the at bat. So I don't understand that. And then you have your second batter, your third batter, and your fourth batter with the guy at second and third with one out. I don't get why is that so so bad and horrible to give away an out to get those guys over. I don't I don't get it. Right. If the guy I've seen it many times. And that's and I think that's what you saw all over the weekend, even though we had some good wins, you had times the great the silver lining was you had thirteen guys left on base. Thirteen runners stranded on base. Mm-hmm. So the good news yep. is you're getting guys on base. The bad news is, is you're sitting around and you're waiting for, if you got a guy on second base, you need a double to bring him in because yeah. they weren't scoring on the single, you know, or you're moving them from first to third, and now all of a sudden, you know, a strikeout and a double play, they're out of the inning. You're stranding too many runners because of not being able to do situational hitting. So you got to get exactly. into Exactly, and then you're trying to win games, steve Right. And I get it. We want to win, win seven to nothing, eleven to two, but you have to win every with the inning. With a team that scores two runs, yep. With, yep. with a team that scores two runs, right? Right. You're trying to win seven to nothing with a team that only scores two two runs per game or something like that. It can't happen. You have to manufacture runs. I'm with you. I'm 100. percent I mean, the other day I saw uh, this kid. Uh, oh man, I forgot his name. He, he was battling the guy, and the guy was uh, at second base, nobody out. I think it was the Braves. It could be the Swanson guy, shortstop. But he was battling his butt with these guys, battling, battling. Finally, he get a weak ground ball to second, and they got him out. But guess what? He moved the guy over. So everybody's coming to say, to shake his hand in the dugout. Can you believe this guy was given high five like he didn't freaking, he was so pissed that he got it now, he barely, barely give high fives to everybody with the freaking faith that he was so pissed about the ground ball. Can you believe that? The guy just moved the guy over. I will be the happiest guy going to the dugout because I'm going to get high fives. Well, Everybody's going to be happy. I I'm... did my job. <laughs> these young guys come up to the dugout and they're so pissed and they're not even giving you the high five the right way. And you're like, what? the hell you just moved the guy over buddy be happy you know, you know what i'm saying it's funny i mean i could see where swanson's coming from with something like that obviously he probably expected to do more but at the end of the day when you do move that guy over it's amazing when you get back to the bench how many guys are there to high five you at that point you have okay i got it i should man i wish i would have had that pitch back i could have you know, my launch angle was was right there. I should have had a home run. Or, man, I, I could have had a gap shot there. He grooved one. But at the end of the day, baseball players know 
a good baseball play. So just watch them. You know, if you think a guy roll, you know, hits the ball to the right side and it's a weak ground ball, and as a fan you're sitting there going, oh, man, that's a, that's a terrible at bat. Watch the ball players on the bench, what they do. They'll tell you what kind of at bat it was. If yeah, they're celebrating yeah. with the guy when he gets in, like, hey, great. One of my pet peeves is these people that only want to cheer for home runs. That's not the only part of the game. There's a much bigger part of the game that doesn't happen just because you have a home run. Moving the guy over, a good sack bunt, a a stolen base, going from first to third, scoring on a single from second, you know, good heads-up base running. Those things, watch those players on the bench. We're going first to third on 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 the normal base hit to right. I mean, just a normal base hit to right, and you advance the bag. Come on, man. That's baseball. So... I saw that, Steve-O and Josh, and I was like, holy moly, I cannot believe that guy is pissed off right now. When he when he did a great job battling tough pitches, I mean, I saw the whole at-bat. He battled some good pitching, and all of a sudden he ended up getting the guy over. I'm like, wow, that's a great at-bat. And when I saw him in the dugout, he was all pissed off, and the guys were giving him the look like, dude, what the hell? I just got the guy over. Why are you so mad? You know, one of those looks. I'm like, holy moly, the game has really changed, man. Yeah, no, and I think a good word for it is is selfish. I mean, it's selfish to sit there and and really get pissed off about really not doing your job and doing it right and battling, just getting the pitch count up on the pitcher. I mean, you know, so little things like that. But really, I – the small Listen, ball for Josh, the Cardinals. Let me, let, me, let me interrupt you real quick, and then you can keep going. I just want to say this real quick. The, 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 the young guys right now, they put money as a priority. It's not winning, and it's not a team. Think about it. Not all of them, obviously. I'm, I'm just talking some of them, right? Not, not all of them. Oh, I see we it. Have yeah. our we, have, we have our gamers out there, of course, but... I'm just talking about a few of them. They put money first, and then they put the team, and then they put the the winning. And you're like, no, 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 no. It's 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 win first, team second, and then you get paid. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the mistake is going with these young guys. Yeah. Sorry, but. No, no, you're fine. But it, yeah, I I definitely see that it. it it just kind of depends on how your roster is structured. I mean, going into the season, we we knew, or even mid-season, we knew our pitching, our starting pitching specifically, is is elite throughout our system. It, it just is. That's how our our farm system is is excelling in, and and our hitting is, eh, it's okay. It's it's improved, but it's still mediocre. But so what what I'm saying is is like with the pitching you know being it being good we're looking for those close ball games because we're not going to sit there and put I mean I know we put what 18 up on the Cubs but we're not going to do that consistently night in night out so we have to improve ourselves in the small ball area because we are a pitcher dominant team we see we saw it with with San Francisco a few years back too and actually probably a couple years before that as well with San Francisco they are a pitcher dominant or they were a pitcher dominant team but they excelled at small ball, and they won World Series because of that. The Cardinals have been the same way. And what they win. They won World Series. Yep. 
and won rings. Yep. We're doing that. I don't see why more teams don't do that. Concentrate in your bullpen, and you will save yourself some wins. Uh, maybe they add up at the end. Maybe they add up for you, you know, at the end. They, they dude, they might add up into a, into a, a division title, it, and then you go fight for The more times you go in, the more times that you go into the playoffs, the more chances you have to freaking win a World Series. That's what Jeter told me. And Jeter is obviously one of the best that we ever known play the game. And he told me, Bimo, all I want is to give myself a chance to be in the playoff. You know why? Because the more chances I get in the playoff, the more chances I get to get a ring. And that's what we're here for. And I'm like, wow, listen to this guy. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's thinking this way. And then we have young guys that are not going to be Hall of Famers, and we know that. They're just going to be good players. And then we have those young guys that are going to be okay, but and they don't think that way. That's what's, that's what's hard for me, you know? Postseason equals bonus money, right? I Bonuses. Yeah, many people. yeah so... I, if if you're a young guy and you're and you're still thinking about the money, then you sh- you should be thinking about the postseason so you can get some bonus, right? The the young guys yeah. still get bonus money, right? They do a little bit. They don't get as much as the older guys, of course, but but they still get some, and and that's good money, man. And so hey, it works everywhere. They have, yeah, they have their priorities really different, Josh and Steve-O. I don't know if you guys see it, but. I do see it, and their priorities are really, really different these days. Well, let's get back to a little bit of Cardinals here. Yep. Take seven out of the last ten. You're sitting in third place in the Central. Um, Yesterday, everybody lost. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and uh, Milwaukee. Yes. All three of them lost. Six and a half out from there. Uh, You're... You know, if you, if you look at it, I think you got 50 games left. Is that right? What kind of run can you yeah. get on in 50 games? I think we could get on a pretty good run. I mean, we got Miami starting tonight. Then we go to Kansas City. And then we're playing against at home against Washington for four and then Milwaukee at home for three. So we kind of have a little six-game, you know, where it's not contenders. I'll say that much. I'll say not contenders. I'll tell, you what. I'll tell you what. Right now, I don't care who we face, if it's a first-place team or a last-place team, because our guys have shown us they can play against anybody, and they can yep. beat up on anybody. They beat Corey Kluver. They beat anybody. They beat Lester. They beat him up. They beat anybody. So I don't even care. I just want them to win the games they should win, right? I mean, those are, I, I'm, I'm with that 100%. But I don't, nobody scares me right now against our club, I'll tell you what. No pitcher scares me. These guys are ready to face these guys every day, any day, you know? So I'm, I'm glad with that. I'm happy with the whoever. So bring it on and, and let's get these guys playing, man. These guys are playing good ball right now. And I think we're going into these next two series – with a little bit more confidence than the last time we played both of these teams because we lost two or three against Miami when, when we went down or no, we, they came to us last time and we lost two or three. 
Kansas City came to us, and we lost two out of three. And at the time, they were still, you know, not contenders and nor even close to being contenders. So I think we're going into these series with a little bit more esteem, you know, more, a little more confidence and a little bit better attitude than what we had before then with Schilt, with the young guys. We're going in with a winning attitude. And I, we, have, we have a good chance these next, these next two series. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but, you know, it, we won three series in a row. Do you believe in that, Fabio? Do you believe in jinxing, some, uh, jinxing somebody? Bimo, so much shit has I happened to where I've that. thought it and said it, and then I regret it because it's not. You know how many no hitters I've it turned on? And I've. It didn't happen because you said it, buddy. Ask Steve Steve blamed me for jinxing something. <laughs> Remember, Steve Oh, yeah. It was all your fault, man. Own it. You need to own that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. I told you I sat in one position on the couch with my wife prancing around just so we could get a comeback win. All right? Hey, I, hey, hey, I, I'm, I give it to you, man. I really do. I give it to you. You, you're, you do that, go ahead, buddy. Absolutely. You Especially, can control hey, things. I'm going to call you next time. Next time we have a game, I'm going to call you, and I'm going to say, hey, where you at, man? Get on that couch, buddy. Absolutely. Get there. I just sit there just nice and quiet with the TV going. But, I, I mean, I'm with you, Josh. I mean, there's been times where you turn on a, you know, no-hitter and you're thinking, oh, man, this is great, yeah. or you got a comeback going or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I get scared to death to leave the car when I pull in the driveway, you know, pull in the garage, and the Cardinals are winning. It's like the ninth inning, right? Up hey, by I one. messed up that guy's no-hitter from Atlanta. I'm, I'm, I mean, I did it. I, I said no-hitter right when he pitched. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, hey, man, you have a no-hitter, buddy. You <laughs> got a base hit. So I was like, I take that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you control a lot of stuff that you didn't realize you control. <laughs> it's that negative energy. I tell you what. Tell you what. But we have uh, – we got Weaver going tonight. And then we got – what is it, back to Flaherty? Is that who we got? We know? No, no. Flaherty beat Sunday. Oh yeah, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Weaver, Michaelis, and Gant. I don't know. What? Do you, how do you guys feel about Gant still being in the rotation? I mean, I know he had he had good outings before this last one, but you know we have guys like Gomber. We have guys like uh, Ponce de Leon. I don't see Hudson this year. I think Hudson's going to get the Carlos Martinez treatment and start him out as a reliever for the rest of this year, probably next year. And then maybe be a starter later on in the. How long was Carlos? Carlos a half season. Steve-O, be, how long ago was that? Six years, five years ago. I can't even remember last up. week. I'm gonna look it up because he started off as a reliever and then yep. he went back to starting. And Bimo and I've and I'm even a firm believer in it too. What they did with Tyler Lyons and how they made him relieve a little bit and then he was a long reliever and start spotted at you know our spot started at you know certain times throughout the year I, I don't know how I feel about that because of you know the conditioning that you do on your arm but if they leave him at reliever all year and then next year you know play around with it I I I get I let me tell you again I like him as a reliever even though he has a couple good starts for us 
a few good starts. I mean, I, I mean, he's pitched well, really well, and I like him a lot. That's why I would put him in the bullpen, and I would give Gumber, Hudson, or um, Ponce de Leon a shot. Um, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that Carlos might be traded for somebody. Might be in the package. I have a feeling that Waka might be because I think he's a free agent next year too. We might lose him if after, I'm not mistaken. After next year, yep. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But we have good arms, which is a good news, right? I mean, I like that part of it. I like that part of our club. We have really good arms in the in the system. Um, it, it depends on the organization and how how long do they want to hold them in the bullpen. I don't like. I already expressed this before, and I, I'm sure you guys uh, uh, heard me before. I don't know if these guys can't do the, the bullpen starting, bullpen starting thing, man. I mean, it hurts you. I mean, it's not the same. I keep saying this for so long. Um, the relieving and the starting a game is not the same. And then these guys have done it for so long, starting in the minor leagues, and then you're asking them to get up hurry, and, and 20 pitches, you're, you're in the game. How is that possible when the guy meets 35, 40 pitches before to get ready for a game? And then all of a sudden you want him to 20 pitches and be ready. I mean, I, don't, I just don't don't see it, man. I really don't. I don't like it as a manager, uh, as a GM, as an owner, as a whatever. I don't like that. I, I will prepare my guys in the in the spring training. And if, if I need Ponce de Leon to be a reliever in the big leagues, I will tell him to go, hey, listen, go to the AAA, work on your relieving, and then we bring you up or something like that. If I want him as a, as a starter, I'll do the same. But I would not go, okay, go start in the minor league, and then when we get you up, you'll be a reliever. I mean, I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I, I don't think it's right for the guy. I don't think it's good for your arm. But, hey, man, whatever it takes to stay in the big list, that's what these guys think. Yeah, and it's going to get interesting because if by the time Wainwright comes back, if Waka and Martinez are still on the DL, what do you, what do you guys think is going to happen with Wayno? Is he going to go to the pen? Is he going to be reluctant and say, "Nah, I'll, I'll Bimo"? Do you think? Do you think Wayno's going to uh, be a starter when he, has, he comes back? He has no choice right now, buddy. I I don't think he has a choice. I I think he's a veteran. I get that. Um, he gets the special treatment and all that. I get it. But right now, right now, um. If if Martinez and Waka still hurt, I can see him. I can see them giving him an opportunity to uh, to go in the in the rotation. Yeah, I can I can see that. But if Martinez is back and pitching well and, and doing his things, um, uh, and then Waka gets back and do his thing, and he only got three other spots, and Flaherty should not go anywhere. Um, Mikolas is not going anywhere, and you got the Weaver deal. That I mean, he might not go anywhere. So where are you put him? So if they're healthy, he might go to bullpen. If they're not healthy, then he have a shot, right? Well, and do you think they're gonna try to, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Are they gonna try to like push it, it back as far as possible so that come September first, then they can just because September first they have the call ups where they can call up anybody on the forty man, correct? Yes, it's it's all it's all three three weeks away, man. Yep. So only three weeks let away. him rehab so. for a cup for a few weeks, and then it really, 
you know, doesn't not that it matter that it uh, doesn't matter, but we don't have to play this game. You know what I mean? So we have Wayno yeah. coming back here possibly in August, maybe September. We have Waka possibly late August. So that's not a good sign because I didn't I thought it was just going to be a you know, couple weeks thing. So we got him until late August. Hey, that oblique, man. Yep. That yep. oblique. I see him. He'll tell you. Yep. I lost those long ago. No more obliques. Well, and it's his left side, too. So that's his, what, where he opens up. Oh, yeah. that's That might be a bad deal. But then you got Carlos, and I'm actually looking at it right now, and it says due back to be determined with a right shoulder strain. So we'll see uh, how that pans out. I know Dominic Leon is on his way back. He's thrown now two games in Memphis and has done extremely well. Two hits, two strikeouts, only one walk. Yeah. What spot? Do we, well, you don't even spot you put that guy in. and one of the young ones, right? I mean, I think, uh, uh, what is his name? Tyler Webb still up? <coughs> or he got sent down? Or I don't remember. But one no, of he's still up. Still... Okay, so he's one of be the up man out because those two guys, Consuelo Leon and and Hudson uh, yep. and Gumber, I would not move those guys right now. This is your shot, guys. This is your time to shine. This is your time to get ready for next year, if you want to call it that way. Um, not as a team, but uh, for themselves, because they're not going to be pitching. Who knows? You know, who knows where? But but I'm I'm just saying, like, listen, this is your shot, guys. So I would move those guys. Not only do we have those guys. Not only do we have also Cecil that'll come back sooner or later, hopefully later, not not because of injury, yep. but because I don't want to see him pitch another game for the Cardinals the rest of the year. But to <laughs> add on to he everything, got years, man. oh, what don't get me started. Fifteen million dollars over the next two years with no trade clause. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've you seen go. it. Oh, you have it for two more years. Yep. But to even add on to that, we also uh, claimed Tyson Ross. Off the clay, uh, Wayne Clavers, or oh, Jesus, <laughs> waiver claims. Jesus, um, what do he's a starting pitcher? He pitched I, 22 games in San Diego. What is that a sign he, that maybe Carlos start. might be out a little yeah. bit longer than intended? Yes, that's exactly right, Josh and Steve. That's a sign that Waka needs a longer time. That's a sign that. That Carlos might need longer than usual. When you get a guy like that in an emergency uh, moment like like that, it's because of that. Because somebody's gonna be hurt for a longer time. So and they don't want to throw the young guys out there. So, yep, that's exactly right. That's why they do it. It was just an interesting signing. I or you know claim that I I personally was not expecting. I don't. He had a four or five. Uh, yeah, mid four ERA. Doesn't strike out, guys. I don't know what to think about him. I don't know what to expect. I hope that he comes in as a diamond in the rough for the rest of the year and kind of helps out with, with, with the injuries. Um, he has a staff, though. Don't get it wrong. I mean, the numbers, we all seen this before. And, and I've seen it more these, these times that I do the radio because i got to talk about the picture of that day. And most of those guys that I talk about, they have high ERAs, but they're really good pitchers. They got the good stuff. They maybe had a, a, a bad beginning, 
uh, a bad late couple starts and put them uh, um, on that. But <laughs> sometimes, man, we find guys that they can pitch, man. So he might be he might be a good fit. He's he's legit nasty. I mean, coming from guys that I talked to about him, so he could he could help us. I mean, we'll see what happens, right? Yep, we sure will. And uh, I think that's. Uh, Did you want to make a play over your MVP? Did no, that's for, fine. I'll let I'll let it. I'll, we'll let it go for another week. Yeah, we got a better argument. Hey, next next Monday, next Monday, because I'm working the PGA tournament as a concessions no. bartender. I'm. Now where are you going to be? I hope Arenado gets the MVP. If obviously if Carp doesn't, you know, if, if Carp gets going and uh, and and make up sick numbers, obviously I want him to win it. But but if he if he slows down or something and Arenado keeps raking the way he is, I mean he's unreal. And they already stole like a couple uh, a couple MVPs already from him. Uh, and then in the in the American League, I like I like three two guys at least. I don't remember much, but I like uh, Trout and, and Ramirez. Man, they're having such a good years. And I might be missing one, but oh yeah, the Mookie Betts, right? Oh yeah, Mookie. Yeah, yeah Mookie I'm sure glad that there's not an MLB MVP and it's split up into in NL and AL because Mookie Betts is having a unreal year. Hall of Fame year. It's <laughs> awesome. Josh, yeah, back to your pouring beer good. tomorrow. Where, where are you going to be at on the course? Oh, I won't be there tomorrow. I'll be there Thursday through Sunday, and I have no idea. I get to go to Family Arena and take a shuttle to the PGA Tournament, and then I'll get assigned a region, they said. So that's you're, – You're going to a PGA Tournament, bro. I'm working it. I got to make some money. Yeah. Benji, what I'll be there the tomorrow. Hell? Right, I'm going to go watch a little golf tomorrow. And then on Sunday, I'm going to go for championship day, I'm sure. I'm trying to – do I do I strip down naked, run out on the course no. and grab a ball and keep running? What do you do? No, do you, because I need you on these days that Jimbo surprises time, me and says that I have to run the podcast today. I need your help with that. So, no, please don't do that yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know what happens. <laughs> not don't, not don't from experience. Don't do anything stupid because we need you for the show, buddy. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, just just hey, hey. When when I went to to Green Bay and watched the Packers, buddy, uh, it was twenty three degrees, twenty four, something like that. I was I, I wanted to be out there so bad in the in the cold and take my shirt off, bro. I wanted to do that so bad and paint my belly, you know. Ah man, shoot! I wish I would have done it. Would maybe you... maybe if we do that that trip to Kansas City, maybe I'll do that. But it, it's still gonna be hot. <laughs> It'll be it'll be hot. The question is, on your belly, you're gonna paint everything like Green Bay Packers fan club or something. You can paint everything on that belly, right? Heck yeah, man! All right, you're just not going with an A or anything. Paint. Hey, I, no, no, I, 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 I can paint the whole thing Green Bay Packers and the sign too. <laughs> and I still have a little. I still have a little space for Aaron Rodgers to sign it. Buddy. There you go. Well, you better make this uh, – <laughs> let's make this Kansas City trip happen when you come back in. That's only a couple weeks away, bro. I know. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well – I'm going to try to make it uh, – uh, change my flight and get there earlier, buddy. I'm going to try it for real. All right. We'll pick you up at the airport. 
real quick. You got it, buddy. Yes or no? Yes or no? Right now, Cardinals postseason? Yes or no? Stevo? No. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. And I'm gonna go ahead and say yes as well. I think this young this young pitching and this uh, offense is gonna turn it around and keep this train rolling. Bimo, I think they're. I, I think they like 2019. Oh, I like. Yeah, I think they're yeah. going for 19. Myself, I think that's what I. I think they're going for. But I they're going to get 2018 with with it though. Well, let's hope. I, I mean, I want. I'm all. I want it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I think there's too many teams that we have to jump. Okay, it can, can it happen? Absolutely. Do you give up on them? No way possible. Do you give up on them? All right, turn it, tune into the game, sit in the, sit in the same spot in the sofa that you have to to get those wins, and I want them to make it. But I really think, especially based off of the injuries and what they've done to bring these guys up and get exposure and, and the success that they've had with the young guns, that they're really excited about 2019. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I feel they're doing. That's what I, I feel they're trying to think, play out this team right now, try to keep getting people into the stands and uh, obviously, uh, you know, like having more more and more fans stop, uh, stop them from people not going. So they're trying their best, but I really believe in their head that it might be going for, for 19. I'm not. I'm, I'm going for 18. I think this club have a good run. And it's going to surprise many people at the end, and I hope so. Well, I'm with you. I want to thank everybody for uh, dealing with me today. And, uh, yeah. So, a couple last things I know Jimbo likes to touch on is uh, all of the fan pages on, on Facebook. You got Cardinal Nation. That's a big one. Um, Chris Lawless and, and Ron Nuttall. They are two phenomenal guys. They, they really – and they talk to me a lot, too. They really help with uh, kind of, you know, just just getting used to the whole Facebook thing, Facebook pages, podcasts, talking Cardinal baseball. You can do that on all these different fan pages. Uh, fans of Yadier Molina, uh, Birds on a Bat, Cardinal Country, STL Cardinals crew. They're all great Facebook pages. Um, again, please go to our, our, our site, twobirdsonabat.com. Um, and subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank Andrew Allen. He set up with every, uh, set us up with everything today. Brian Crocs, a, another producer. Lineup Media, home of Yo Radio. Um, yeah, thanks for everything, guys. And we'll see you on Thursday. Go, Go birds! This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.